0: that you can't see, cause you can find it home just that you don't want to, you cope by putting a blindness on, I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense cause your mind is gone, I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth, and every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk I've got the hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose and it's a beautiful
1: thing too What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground. This is episode 72, and I am once again joined by Joseph...
2: Wild West, camp style.
1: ...Nations. I'm David Lacey, and this is the show where we constantly remind you... Politics ruins everything.
3: Joseph, how are you doing tonight? Amen, brother. Amen. Man, it is a day today for me, but I am still doing well. Good. You know not too, not too shabby. It's been a day, but I guess I don't have it as bad as uh Ukraine does, so allegedly,
4: yeah allegedly
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, man, how about yourself?
1: Oh, uh, you know, looking for jobs, done, oh, yeah, that's right, doing a lot of editing, trying to figure all of that out. It's really funny, uh, considering there's so many places that are so urgently hiring, uh, they're sure not real urgent about getting back to you. <laughs>
3: Um, isn't that the truth man yeah
1: all that just seems to be the case so uh got a new desk so been breaking that in trying to figure out the setup i feel like i haven't quite figured it out yet um Mm -hmm. but i am going to get there eventually um it's just like all these new things because this desk is l-shaped and i've had to change my monitor setup so it's everything's kind of like it, it works um but i'm not 100 percent happy with it um but hey other than that i mean i know not everybody who listens to our podcast uh is also tuned into what we're doing on youtube youtube's going really well for us um we've not only almost hit 200 subscribers which to be honest by the you know if someone's listening to this a little later on we're probably gonna be there we're like 10 away at this point um and obviously that depends on if uh some of those people are bots or not, because that's a problem on YouTube as well. Anyway, that's right. besides the point. Um, everything's going really well. The videos that we put out on Lord of the Rings last week have been killing it, and um, it's just it's really nice to see. And it's been like overwhelmingly positive. Yes, uh, it has
3: been overwhelmingly
1: positive. Which was the thing that honestly surprised me the most. Um,
3: you thought we were gonna get a bunch of haters.
1: I mean, not a lot, but you're you're expecting like. Ten
3: trolls, yeah, yeah.
1: like ten percent haters, and it was it was honestly closer to like one percent.
3: I know. So nice little community going. I mean, last time I checked our video, what was it at? The one that you that uh, really uh five
1: point. I think it hit five point five or five point nice. six. I am nice, not yeah.
3: uh, uh,
1: completely sure about that. Uh, yeah, man. Five. Oh, sorry, six
3: point five. So that's what I thought I was say. I thought it was point five. That may it ten k. Yeah, we'll see. And for I, those who I'm those sorry. who don't know, I mean, heck, uh, last Friday—not this past Friday, but the Friday before last—we had sixty-two subscribers, and now yeah. we've what quadrupled that.
1: Uh, yeah, we're up over a hundred percent.
3: Yep. And then, you know, we had that one video at the end of December that did well for us about The Witcher season two. Yep. And then and it did you know 4.3 4.4 and then these other videos we've posted within the last week have all of them except for one or not, not all of them except for two have gone over that so three of them mm-hmm. have uh gone over that that
1: so. that one that we did on the super fans from last week is probably gonna hit over a thousand uh close yeah. It's in the 800s so it, i wouldn't be surprised but if you guys are listening to this and you haven't gone over there and subscribed yet uh do us a favor Do that, and uh, Joseph, what else can these lovely people
3: who listen to our show do to help us out? So y'all can go to our show notes, go to our direct.me link, and there you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure, because we utilize a value-for-value system here, and it's also biblical. Uh, So you can go to our PayPal link if you want to give us some U.S. dollars, uh, or you can go and copy and paste our bitcoin addresses and send us some bitcoins even better drop us a drop us like 10 or 20 uh or maybe you don't have the money to spare economies you know kind of tight right now gas is going up everything's going up well you can donate to us in the form of sharing our podcast And our YouTube page on social media downloading our episodes going to YouTube and subscribing commenting and liking engaging with us You can email us and on YouTube and emails and everywhere in between we try to get we try to interact with everyone I mean, we legitimately set time aside just to go through the comments and when we've had as in As many comments as we have it's been a lot.
1: Yeah, it so, has. I, yeah, it, it gets to a point on YouTube where occasionally you're like, OK, I'm I'm tired of saying the exact same yeah. thing to each of these individual people. Yes. And I had like one guy. He's like and he was probably just trolling because he didn't have like a profile picture on YouTube or whatever. But he's like, I think The Hobbit is objectively a good movie. What makes your opinion different from mine? And I'm like, I'm not even going to answer
3: you. I was like yeah, I don't, Peter I don't. Jackson made bots on YouTube to defend <laughs> The Hobbit. No, nah, dude, I don't
1: even think he wants to defend that movie. Nah. Or those move that, that quote unquote trilogy.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it and I'm just gonna let you take it away.
3: Okay, so yeah, in this first clip we have, I stumbled across this from the famous Twitter account, Liberals or Libs of TikTok. And you know, we all know about how the Biden administration came out with that policy to, what was it exactly? I don't know, this health policy to uh, help people who are drug addicts, right? And so it came out that they are going to deliver, you know, crack pipes and stuff like that and haven't seen any proof. This is the closest that we've gotten and being alive, that organization's behind it. And I'm going to let you play the video, but then I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. Okay.
0: Craig. So That's every Tuesday That's and Friday crack. in yeah. Hollywood, so. um, they have That's a the Catholic crack. church that gives this stuff out. Um, this is where we live in, at y'all, and this is what the government's doing. Uh, Joe Biden said he spent sixty million dollars on paraphernalia for drugs, and this is what it looks like. It says being alive. This is a meth pipe. Yep, right here with this bubble thing. I guess you put the meth in there. This is a crack pipe. Yep. Okay. These are all instructions on how to overdose treatment and education. These are, this is the needle in here. I'm not going to open this. I'm That's for heroin. Yes, for heroin. It has the alcohol. That's pads a real and stuff. needle. It's yeah. a needle in there. Oh my god. And um, these things are like a, a black and mild filter that you put on the crack pipe so you don't think no one's saliva so you don't get sick and you can do your drugs.
2: So, this is, so they like it it. So they like if
0: you're going to do drugs, we're going to give right. it to you so that you can do it the proper way without getting sick. We're, we're, not, really we're not. We're not stopping drugs. it. We're not. We're not
3: going to stop it. Exactly. This is letting you know that it's going to be here. This is what they. Do. So That's every... All right. So uh, my thought process goes back to the war war on drugs, and it's like trying to destroy these communities where the intentions seem like they're good, but the the method, the execution, the policy, right, is bad. And this is what the government does, right? They use this you know, fake sense of, of caring for people. We want to help people. And when in reality, they don't help people. Another good case on, you know, basically, you know, we you don't need to trust the government to be your mother and father and rely on them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And so another good case of that, you, good segue into this one, is what who we have here is, oh man, uh, Dr. John Hammison, I believe is his name, and he was the chief scientist at Merck, and he's going to speak on Viox, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, I had funny. actually listened to this episode uh, a while ago, uh, shoot, like, you know, a month or two ago, and this was actually kind of crazy.
4: It came out in May of 99, and that was September of 2004. So. Wow. So 25, between 20 and 25 million Americans had taken Vioxx and between 40 and 60,000 Americans had died, died from the cardiovascular consequences of Vioxx. As in the same ballpark as the number of Americans who died in Vietnam, died from taking this drug that was no more effective at treating arthritis or aches and pains than nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories and caused forty to 60,000 deaths. And what was the punishment for Merck? Merck, um, there were 27,000 plaintiffs in the litigation, and they were awarded $4.7 billion. Merck sold $12 billion worth of Vioxx in the four and a half years it was on the market. Um, so they paid the plaintiffs $4.7 and the uh, Department of Justice fined them a little bit under a $1 billion. But nobody went to jail. Well, not only that, they're still making profit. That's a profit. That, they Merck, uh, excuse me, um, Vioxx, they probably made a small profit. They probably they took in twelve billion. They had research and development costs, um, and marketing costs, and all manufacturing costs. So a small profit of what? A billion dollars? Maybe they made a billion. Yeah.
0: Isn't that wild? Like you can make a billion dollars from lying,
4: Joe, it's cra- even after being punished. It's crazy. And the, Merck's chief scientist saw the data from that first study where the three heart attacks were omitted. And there's, a, there's a, um, an email that the Wall Street Journal published uh, from March 9, 2000, when they opened up the data on that. And the email, I'm paraphrasing, but the email said something like, it's a shame, but the cardiovascular effect is there. But the drug will do well, and we will do well. Oh, God.
3: Yeah, dude. Absolutely crazy, man. I'm trying to remember his name. I thought it was John hammison or something like that. Dr. John Hamison. Top of my head. I should have had that, but... Uh, this says...
1: Oh was this some another doctor who posted this clip?
3: Dr. Yeah, Asim yeah, that was Mal- another, Okay. Yeah, that was another doctor who posted it. Um it was a chief chief scientist of of Merck uh that said uh it's a shame the cardiovascular effect is there. Maybe that is him. I should know this. I knew it earlier, but right now I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, it's all good.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just no surprise. This is nope. this is big pharma this is living in the states. Uh, it's always been like this. They've been doing the same thing. I mean, the reason that the app like Appalachia is the way that it is right now, with there's like tons of meth issues. A lot of that comes back to the fact that these people get addicted to pharmaceuticals, and then it's mm-hmm. not enough for them, and so they turn to something like meth because yep. they're looking for something even stronger. Um, it's it's really bad uh, uh, around here. I have a friend who's a doctor. She was just talking to me about it the other day, and just telling me how um uh how crazy that stuff is um and it and it sucks because it's a majority of the stuff that they have coming into like the uh the er a lot of the time is people overdosing on that stuff or um
3: spot on man you're absolutely right i mean and this is it's a problem by the way that doctor's name is uh dr john abramson not hammerson but abramson okay and he is the uh he's an american physician and the author of the book overdose america uh And I believe, uh, I want to say, I forget what his specialty was, but anyway, yeah, man, I mean, I think it goes back to, I don't know how all of a sudden, especially, you know, those on the left became such staunch supporters of big pharma and just trusting them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With COVID and everything. And that's why, you know, it's easier to talk about Biox with this. Uh, than it is that because then it is, you know, COVID with them, because even with this, I mean, they still made, you know, a small profit of a billion dollars off of that. And the point, I mean, 27,000 people uh, were in the lawsuit and 40 to 60,000 Americans died just from Vioxx. If wow. there was truth and tr- transparency done with how COVID was handled, I wonder what that number would be.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. And, and it's something that's hard to track because you're talking about um, like heart issues. It seems to be the, the thing that kind of uh, the common factor in a lot of this stuff is that myocarditis. I mean, that yep. that's not like the reason I decided not mm-hmm. to take it. Uh, obviously, I've talked about it in the past, it, it has a lot more to do with just the way that the government has been treating people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they were attempting to make people in parts of the country second-class citizens uh for their medical decisions
3: yep exactly
1: and uh but the myocarditis thing it's like man i work out a lot and that's one of those things that could really screw that up and it's more prevalent in men apparently than it is in women so yeah i mean at this point yeah (laughs) you know i uh i saw a uh I was uh, eating lunch today, and the TV was just on at the the restaurant I was at, mm-hmm. and there was this. Uh, it wasn't Good Morning America, but it was one of those like mi- you know middle of the day shows. It was like these two uh, pretty looking blonde women talking about uh, the pandemic, and they're like, "Oh, you know all this stuff in, in Ukraine is going on, but don't forget we're still in a pandemic." And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, brother!" And they they Dude. had. Uh, they had these numbers up there that was like seventy percent of people can now safely uh, not wear a mask inside. And I'm like, dude, we're literally replaying last year. We're a little ahead because S- we're not in March. We're not in March yet, which is when a lot of the people started taking the um, the mask mandates off because yep. everyone was apparently getting um, vaccinated. But now they're just doing – the. They're it's the same playbook, except I actually think maybe this time they're not going to put us through another cycle of that. Uh, I just don't think they can afford to at this point. I think
3: they know better. I think especially with the report that was given yesterday, I want to say either yesterday or today, that – Congress has lifted the mask mandate ahead of Biden's State of the Union. And you know the timing is just due to polling numbers and everything like that. Too bad
1: they didn't leave it in place
3: just so we didn't have to see their faces. I know, dude. For real. And I really, you know, I saw a, a picture on Twitter from Ukraine, right? And it was kind of like the night that everything, you know, after everything had happened during the day. Yeah. And they're like, "Look at the Ukrainians still wearing their mask." And it was like, some of them were, were were wearing them, and some of them weren't. I'm like, I'm sure that's their primary concern right now. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. A
3: little <laughs> Oh man. Just like that. I think we covered it last week. Maybe we didn't. I don't know if we did. But uh, another report broke that uh, an article released something regarding making bombs more climate friendly. Oh, brother. And I well, like yeah, in- <laughs> I'm sure the last thing that someone's thinking before a bomb goes off is I wonder how's if this the climate? Is be climate yeah. friendly for is, the earth.
1: Is this murder device green? Yeah. <laughs> Are they using green energy Does to it make have this methane thing? methane in it. <laughs> yeah, that's cur- currently blowing away my family and friends.
3: <laughs> Just the ridiculousness, man. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Uh so I wanted to mention this because I – just because of everything that I had going on last week, I haven't really been able to uh, look much more into the World Economic Forum. But I did mm-hmm. find out that uh, Crenshaw and um, – what's-her-face from Hawaii? Hawaii. Uh, Tulsi, Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. are a part of something called Young Global Leaders – Uh, And y'all can go look this up if you want to. I also put a link to No Agenda's search engine in our show notes this week. And You said
3: Young Social Leaders?
1: Young Global Leaders. And this is an organization that is directly tied to uh, the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And there are people from all over the world. uh, Some at least at times have been considered to be better than others as far as like, you know, how everybody takes sides about everything. Yeah. Um, Tulsi Gabbard's probably the most surprising person that's on that list. And I need to just do a little bit more research. I did I just didn't want to talk about it without, uh, getting all that done. And I was looking at the show notes today and I was like, Oh, I completely forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> so, and we've got enough to talk about anyway. And, um, but yeah, if you're, if you're curious about that, you can go in and look at some of the links that are connected, uh, uh, to the link in the show notes uh, you can also type in a lot of interesting stuff into no agenda search engine and their notes or clips from their show will come up that are directly related to that uh, it's a really really nice way of being able to find information and especially stuff that you're not necessarily going to get from places like CNN or any mm-hmm. of the other corporate press so all of that to be said there I was correct there is a connection between um, with uh, Crenshaw and Gabbard Uh, to klaus schwab and the world economic forum i just couldn't quite i wasn't quite there you know what i mean like i didn't have the the exact name of the the thing um but he does if i remember correctly in that clip that we played he does mention the young global leaders
3: uh, that's interesting because
1: putin was also one of
3: them yeah, that's, you know, that's funny because I saw a meme or I don't know if it was a meme or if it was a serious report on Twitter saying, you know, Putin rejected the World Economic Forum or something like that. I'm like, how do you know? Man, I'm telling you, it's, uh, <laughs> it's there's, like there's some sort of grift going on with all of that. With with, with on all sides. And yeah. this is the thing. This is the thing. Right. It's just like I understand. Don't trust the media. That doesn't mean you have to trust Russian media.
1: Right. <laughs> well, and it's like uh, I don't maybe it w- i think it was it was a meme or whatever but they were talking of, I, I think people are taking it seriously because unfortunately a lot of people just take everything at uh like what face, value. The, yeah, face value where someone was saying that like the, that they they were sanctioning disney plus in russia <laughs> and people were like oh my god why would they do that or you know and then um you had all this stuff going on where like uh that big eurovision show or whatever that they do every year where the people sing um, Russia has been uninvited and yeah. it's such a, it's such an odd thing because it's like, why are you punishing? And this is what happens. It's like governments make these decisions and then the people get punished for those decisions.
3: Yep. Uh, old dude fart, democratic fart man from California, Eric Swalwell, who also got banged by a Chinese spy or banged the Chinese <laughs> spy, I should say, uh, old fart man, um, said this past week and, uh, was it on CNN, probably CNN, that he said that all Russian students and citizens should have should be kicked out of the US.
1: Dude, and and here's the thing that's that's crazy about that. This is just internment camps without the uh, ethnic background being
3: involved. Yep. Like without that's the being that's the kind of attitude or yeah, that, Hispanic or yeah. that's
1: the kind of attitude that they had when they locked up all the Japanese during World War Two. Yep, that's
3: exactly what I thought. I sent it to a friend of mine whose wife is Russian. Um, who's here in the States, and he was like, it's absolutely evil and he's an idiot. I'm like, well, yeah, he is. I mean, obviously, who bangs a Chinese well, spy? And this is the yeah.
1: thing, though, man, is like, every time I talk about how uh, the the federal government should just be abolished, th- those are the reasons why. Because yep. people like Eric Swalwell should not be able to determine what happens in the rest of the country.
3: Absolutely not. You know what I and mean? And this dude sits on what, I forget what, how like, uh, some intelligent commi- intelligence committee uh, in Washington, D.C., and it's just like, really, this dude is on our intelligence committee of all people? Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't let the people know, man. Was Trump on that young global no, leaders? No, I, I,
1: I don't think so. Uh, pause, hold off, to be continued next week, but I do not remember his name ever coming up on that list.
3: No, um, he's, so he's not part, part of the World Economic Forum, but rumor does have it. He is part of NWO, the New World Order, WW, WCW uh, version, though. <laughs> NWO, whatever it is. Um, it started young. The, WEF. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they, first, they first launched through the WCW. Man. I should just start posting memes being like, Hulk Hogan's in the New World Order.
1: <laughs> I just. um. Yeah, I think we're really at this place, and I and it's really unfortunate. I think that a lot of people don't see that we really need to move past Trump as well. Yeah, Um, you know, can I? Okay, so we're gonna get not fully into this Russia stuff because, uh, and you can talk about your feelings uh, about it a little bit more as far as like us talking about it. Um, But we wanted to make sure that we were doing things correctly, so we are gonna give sort of like our general feelings about the situation and a couple of things that we know for pretty much for sure to be major problems with a lot of the stuff that's going on over there. Uh, but we also just didn't want it to come across as like, I, I had told you when we were talking about it on the phone that, uh, I you know, I don't have like all the details about U- Ukrainian foreign policy or what's going on in the mind of Putin and the Russians. Um, right. And there's so much of this like red scare stuff going on now. Mm-hmm. and we're we're not getting a lot of information. and there's just a lot of people who are like standing behind Ukraine without really understanding what's been going on in Ukraine for the last ten years. yeah, um, but the reason I say all this is because, honestly, man, if this was happening and uh, Trump was our president, I'm not sure that we wouldn't be even more like have more potential for a hot war, like for things to go kinetic. Uh, and I don't, I couldn't do you tell think, you.
3: Do you think Putin would have invaded Ukraine if, if Trump he was president? Still, be, yeah, I, I think be, that
1: would have. I guess that would just depend on the uh, on NATO. And, I and what I NATO don't think he doing. would.
3: I don't think he would. This is why I don't think, if I remember correctly, uh, someone can fact check me on this. Cause like I said, I don't, I'm like 50 50 on this. Yeah. Or maybe 60 40. But I don't think Trump liked NATO. I think he was doing a lot of things uh, yeah. of pulling from NATO. But at the same time, he had uh, harder sanctions on Russia than Biden did. All the sanctions, with the exception of Swift, that uh, all the same, let me just phrase it like, all the sanctions Biden did were just the same sanctions. Uh, Trump already had on Russia. <laughs> um, well, and according so,
1: to Ben Shapiro, those sanctions don't work.
3: <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, he he's correct. And it's not like Putin probably didn't already plan for these sanctions, right? And so uh, one of the things that – got to give credit where credit's due. Trump wouldn't have been able to meet with – the North uh, Kim Jong-un, right? Who was the last person that met with Kim Jong-un? Which it was uh, Richard Nixon, I believe. He wouldn't have been able to do that if he wasn't good at diplomacy.
1: Well, his different different leader. Nixon would have Yeah, yeah, it was his father, right? Yeah, Nixon <laughs> would have like, yeah, I, I got you, I got yeah, you. <laughs>
3: North Korea, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know it's yeah, a different yeah. leader. I just meant, you know, meeting with the North Korean leader. The last one was uh-huh. Richard Nixon when it was old dudes, well, old man. Yeah. Uh, I, and... And so with Trump, I credit where credit, credit
1: where credit is due. And obviously we can't tell for certain the only, the only reason that I'm, and obviously this is more like from a, a, his base and -hmm. what I've seen from a lot of the people that you would potentially consider his base. Right. Um, there's a, a lot of, uh, the term, term bloodthirsty
3: kind of keeps coming to mind. Um, you know, what it reminds me of, yeah. I think a good way to phrase it is like this. there's those, there, there are those people who own guns, who hope they never get to use them. Uh-huh. Right. Even if it's in self-defense, then there are, there are those people who own guns and hope they get to use them in self-defense. Right. Because
1: their intent is that they actually want to, yes. they, they, there's some sort of like connection to that. Uh, what would you call it? Um, they, they, there's an identity connection to that thing.
3: Yes, it's right. A, and, so, something, and, yeah. something there that's not quite right, mm-hmm. right? Or they don't really fully understand things. Mm-hmm. And, and even though I've never been in war, never been in war. For those who didn't know, that probably comes as a surprise, but because I've read and seen pictures and watched videos and taught the people who are veterans of the atrocities of war, it should be avoided at all costs. Okay. Now, uh. As David said, we're going to talk about some of our general feelings. As far as giving a background and what led up to this, I've I've done a bunch of research over the weekend, but I still want to do research before we really kind of what led us here and everything, and that way I can can just present everything clearly we can at least. Sure. And so uh, we're going to just you know mention some things, but well, the thing to keep in mind is that right now whether if it's the us whether if it's any nato country whether if it's russia it's hard to trust anyone agreed yeah and the reason being is uh i think i just think this perfectly encapsulate my point which is uh, i found this on twitter and this person had posted a one time heterosexual democrat said Hmm. On the left is the Economist after Bush invaded Iraq. On the right is the Economist after Putin invaded Ukraine. Spot the difference. So the Economist put out (laughs) with Bush, now the waging of peace. With Putin, it says, where will he stop? Now, this isn't a defense of Putin, because we all think he's terrible. But it just points out to the hypocrisy behind the american foreign policy yeah and what we talk about how there's blowback to things and you can't keep i can't go up to you know what you, you we often we've talked about this before right you play stupid games you win stupid prizes mm-hmm. i'm going to use this example because people will know what i'm talking about if i go to the hood and see a bunch of uh black people or if i go to a Anywhere and see a bunch of black people, right? And I yell the N word, and I get beat up. Does it justify them what I said that they beat me up? No. But if I antagonize someone,
1: yeah, blowback. Blowback happens. What's that? Blow—that's what blowback essentially is. I mean, the best one. Really, one of the best examples is you look at the reason why Osama or yeah, Osama bin Laden um, did what he did on September 11th, and a lot of it has to do with blowback. And this, is, this yeah. is the thing that Ron Paul went after uh, Giuliani mm-hmm. in, in 2000, 2008, right? And yeah. uh, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it was eight. And he, uh, uh, Giuliani didn't know what he was talking, like didn't know what uh, Ron Paul was talking about. Uh, and this is the thing a lot of people don't understand is that this uh, this war machine that exists in the US uh, has killed a lot of innocent people. And it's, it's always really funny that, Obviously, not in a like actual funny way. More in either like a dark humor way, or it's just ironic that the only time it it seems like people care about people dying uh, is when we're not the ones doing it. Like, and and it's funny because this is something that the um, the Joker says in in The Dark Knight. I don't know if you remember this, but he's like. Uh, essentially he's like a a uh, caravan of soldiers gets blown up uh and that's just part of the job but uh, uh school children get blown up in a school bus or whatever uh and everybody loses their mind and uh it just kind of it's a, obviously it's it's just like a small idea of that there are things that are considered status quo that mm-hmm. people don't realize the detriment that it causes this exactly this like war on terror that we've been um uh, running since uh really the days of bush I, we'll just put it there i'm sure there's reason to believe that it started before that but that's kind of when it it hit the public right with september 11th right. um has caused uh genocide in multiple com- uh, countries right a 20-year war in afghanistan um we have uh regime change wars going around the country including somalia syria Um, Yemen Yemen. yeah Yemen's the big one as far as like genocide is concerned like we're like man that's the one day we have to we have to cover that we have to actually we have to sit down and like spend an entire episode on Yemen in particular um because partially because I want to research a little bit more but also because it's something that I think is really important um and this is the thing man it's like uh, I don't I don't know what it was like for for you at church and I this is not a, a dig at like my pastor or anything like that I it's just one of those things that when, let's just say normies, pe- people who are kind of just watching the news on a regular basis, they have a lot of other stuff going on in their lives, um, they see something like this happen, right? They're confused. They don't know what's going on. But let's take a pastor, for instance. And they feel the need to speak out on the situation. It's like, oh, this yeah. is terrible. And it's like, well, okay, so you're you're willing to get up in front of your congregation when it's like headline news. Mm-hmm. But then when you have something like going, wh- what was going on in Yemen, you know, 20 years ago uh, with that group of uh, church leaders uh, when Af- Afghanistan was going on and um, there were definitely signs that this was not the right thing to do and all the information was there. People just were ignoring a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it's just a pick and choose mentality. And you see that just from, I would say just normal people a lot of the time where people, people will put their, um, their Ukrainian flags on their profile pictures. And it's like, you do realize that there's a lot of like terrible people there, right? (laughs) Like, yeah. And, and, and And that's, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
3: No, no. And that's the thing it's, we talked about this, this blowback that we mentioned, you know, me giving the example of saying the N word to black people, right. Or, uh, you talking about Osama Osama bin Laden in September 11th. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned and and we'll get into more details on it next week, but one of the things that keeps coming up in in every video and every article from, reputable uh experts and scholars and professors is that you know one of the russians the russia's main thing like even after the cold war not just putin but even after the cold war and their previous leader was no nato expansion right and, and what happened nato kept expanding kept expanding yep. so eventually you know you keep poking that bear and the bear is going to respond and so, I, I think, you know, in my opinion, again, that doesn't justify Putin's war, right? No, but... Uh, but it doesn't make America and the Ukrainians innocent either because the... Uh, I say Ukrainians. I don't mean they're civilians. I just mean their government.
1: Yeah. It, listen, it, it's not the responsibility of the United States to fight wars yeah. for everyone. Now... And Ukraine is so corrupt. Yeah, not not only so corrupt. Though we seem to not have an issue uh, doing proxy wars by giving out uh, military-grade weapons to the Ukrainian government so that they can give them to people. Yeah, um, there seems to be a, a pretty good indicator that that has been going on for longer than uh, even I think twenty fourteen
3: yeah it's been going on since at least 2014 yep. and potentially before that you know
1: and you know ukraine isn't exactly a uh, a nation of people that all want the same thing nope. um you have uh, i might i joseph i might get the uh the the hint like the the directions wrong but isn't it is it that there's a group of people living in western ukraine
3: that are pro-Russian.
1: That are pro-Russian. who yeah,
3: pro, pro-Russia, I should say.
1: Yes. Yeah, pro-Russia.
3: And they're ethnic Russians, too.
1: Yes. And that is the area that Putin was planning on taking. Right. And there are also, and we'll just say allegedly, even though it seems to be the case as far as like the, the information that's going around, um, that there are groups of... Legitimate, and, and when I say legitimate, I don't mean what you hear from uh, the corporate press in the U.S. Uh, yeah. Legitimate neo-Nazis in southern Ukraine.
4: Yeah, in Is that eastern right? Ukraine. Eastern Ukraine. Thank you. Yep.
3: The Azaz Battalion, specifically, if I'm pronouncing that right. It's A-Z-O-Z um, Battalion. And Robert uh, Perry spoke about it. And some other people that we'll mention next week also talk about talk about it as well. And so, you know, essentially, um, uh, what happened is in the early two thousands, the Ukrainians elected a, uh, democratically elected a government. The U S was, that was pro Russia and the U S was like, we know likey. So <laughs> Bush Bush's administration with the CIA and the state department, um, all launched a <laughs> uh, coup. And then under Obama, uh i I still don't think they got in someone that they liked and then finally in 2014 is when they installed the puppet regime uh maybe a little bit before 2014 and that's kind of you know you have that you know the u.s and nato meddling in affairs and and putin's no saint either right but of course not and here's some, some of his complaints have merits right yeah well, he, he,
1: he, this is i think the thing that people need to understand from just a simplistic point of view right putin is not a, a part of nato nato's moving up to his border closer and closer right mm-hmm. and if ukraine was to be uh, essentially welcomed into nato
3: nato would be on his border yep and the other people what people don't also realize is that kiev ukraine is the heart of russia Like Russia was born from Kiev, Ukraine. And so, you know, again, don't trust, you know, don't trust Putin. Right. But at the same time, it's it it seems the most plausible answer is to keep Ukraine as a neutral country. But it's so corrupt. And it's just
1: that. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is because you keep going back to how it's like, hey, Putin is bad. Putin is bad. Like, yeah, we know Putin's bad. It's like we're not talking about his moral standing. What we're talking about is a leader of a country who sees a military power, right? Because that's essentially what NATO is. It's it's a group of countries that are That's a military power. That's a military power. And America is essentially the military power of that military power, if we're being Mm -hmm. honest, moving up to his border, right? Right. Now, if we were to put that into the shoes of South America, and let's just take-
3: Take the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 1960s. Yeah. With Russia doing that with us. Yes,
1: that's that's the that's the almost exact same thing. Or if you imagined like Brazil just decided to unite all of South America, right? And Mexico was staying neutral, right? And everyone's like, "Well, Mexico's a corrupt place, and their president isn't a good guy, right?" It's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's not the point though. It's like if they take that Mexico, they're now up against our border, right? It's a it's just it. This is the simplicity of. This kind of foreign policy stuff, right? We're not even getting yep. into the the hairy stuff here. We're just talking about if a if a powerhouse of a country is keeps moving in closer, right? And you have our president who has said our current president, uh, maybe Trump too, I don't remember, but Biden in particular who has said some pretty terrible things about Putin, right? You have the mm-hmm. entire Democratic or Democrat party who was constant constantly blaming Russia for literally everything right now Mm -hmm. they're in power in the United States and NATO is getting closer to his border. Any good leader worth their merit, no matter their moral standing would potentially be like, don't mess around. Right. And I, one of the things that I had heard recently uh, that I didn't know about. I think it was w- it, when Snowden released a bunch of the documents. One of the things mm-hmm. in there was a conversation um, with Russia and one of the things, P- uh, I, I keep wanting to say Putin because that's the the, <laughs> the, the way everybody's saying it. Um, yeah, It's driving me crazy. Anyway, uh, one of the things that Putin is famous for uh, is saying yet means yet um, and he clearly means that. Yep. Uh, and it had a lot to do with Ukraine and and a lot of the stuff that I guess was going on in 2014 and the time and around the time when Snowden uh, released all of those documents. and yep. it's also why Biden uh, allegedly is allowing him to uh, rot in where is he Europe? Yeah, is he's that where in he's at Russia right now. Is he still in Russia? I thought he got I moved. Thought he was. Nah, it doesn't matter. Wherever he is currently, um, there's there's a lot of it, man. I'm telling you, a lot of the stuff that's going on around this. It reminds me of that time between 2001 and 2003, like, all over again.
3: Yeah, right. You
1: have similar players. You have a president who seems to have a personal ambition slash a grudge with a country. So he's got, like, Ukraine going on, and then this whole thing with Russia, the same way a lot of people were saying that uh, Bush was uh, just trying to finish his daddy's war. Um, and yeah. he had like personal reasons for what he was doing, and it didn't have anything to do um, with actually going after Osama bin Laden. So it's it's so crazy to me that we're sitting here, and it's been what twenty twenty one years, and it's just like we're repeating this cycle all over again, just yep. in in a, in a different part of the world, uh, um, with and- a with a country that has significantly more nuclear
3: capabilities. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, you know, there's an art to diplomacy, right? And there's Agreed. there's concessions everyone makes. Now, I personally think that, well, before we get we get into that, the question that's on everyone's mind is, how do we solve this? And. I think you have the answer to that, David.
1: Yes, I do. Um, I legitimately, there was a part of me that thought you were serious when you sent me this clip um, at, <laughs> at first. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. But this this uh, lady, uh, Anna Lynn McCord, uh, who is an actress, human rights activist, founder, the Love Storm, anti-human trafficking ambassador. Um, that There's some irony in there. I don't know if you're with that human trafficking thing. But um, yeah. We'll we'll play this clip real quick.
2: Dear President Vladimir Putin.
1: Not all of it because it's going to make me throw up. I'm but...
2: so sorry <laughs> that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm, So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? Was it because so early in life all that strife wrapped your little body with fear?
3: You can possibly. It there. I was
2: your mother. <laughs>
3: Dude, the celebrities are at it again, man. Dude,
1: this is exa- this is the uh what was the one from last year? I uh I uh, the, uh, the, the I
3: can imagine song by yes. the Beatles.
1: And then there was another one where they were oh, I take responsibility. Do yes. you remember that one? I don't even. Was that one the George Floyd one?
3: Uh, I can't remember. Probably one of them.
1: One of them was COVID, and I think the other one was George Floyd. Because imagine was all of them at home. Um, yeah, I can only imagine that's the song.
3: Yeah, or something. or it's imagine Imagine's the name of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right. It has that exact same energy. <laughs> Dude,
3: I saw that. I was, I was like, how are people this obtuse? This is clearly has to be virtue signaling like Putin's not reading this to be like you know what by golly she convinced me (laughs) you see this picture of uh,
1: uh, Stephen King I stand with Ukraine
3: oh man and it's like good you know be with the Ukrainians like the civilians but just keep in mind that right you know well, there's that's where the nuance people in the government and all uh, stuff, you know, uh-huh. it's,
1: well, that's where the nuance has to come in. Right. Where it's like, I right. stand with Ukraine. It's like, what do you mean by that? It's like that statement. Yeah. That statement is dumb. Like it's dumb.
3: Right. It's the same thing. Are you with, talking about like the innocence? Or are you talking about the neo-Nazis? Or are you y- talking? About-
1: exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of the thing about the world is that it, it's not as black and white as people want to make it out to be. Um, yeah. And, and essentially, it's like this. It. I'm telling you man it's it's not at the same level but it reminds me of the black squares from uh yeah. 2022 t o o also um yeah. because they uh people were posting those things all over that all, all over the internet because they didn't want to be seen as like uh a, a, racist. a racist yeah like the, it's like oh if I don't put this up here people might think differently of me um and it's just it's one of those things that's like man I gotta be honest. I don't think anybody cares what you what you think most of the time, right? Like, right. especially when it's not it it's not something that's hey, let's take the time to consider these things. Or and and yeah. I heard I heard um, Dave Smith, and it's actually one of the reasons why I'm glad we are at least talking this to a degree. Um, he was uh, pretty adamant recently in one of his podcasts where he's like, this, "This moment is the moment that you stand up and you say no war with Russia," like the U.S does not need to get invol- involved with this. Exactly. Pe- people need to stop acting as if they know everything that's going on in Ukraine. Um, and we need to uh, continue to speak out about this in the face of a lot of people who seemingly would like to uh, do what they did to um, what's face in Iran, um,
3: Saddam Hussein. Uh, oh, yeah, in Iraq. To, yeah,
1: in Iraq, thank you, to putin
3: come on david they don't all look the same <laughs> <laughs> you racist
1: uh, i was an accident it's the name thing i'm sure uh-huh, i'm sure people sure. do the classic same thing. Cover, us. classic cover yeah. classic cover no it's all part of
3: the ukrainian government <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, you know you're right man like the u.s has no reason to be involved in a european war right, right. has no reason not only that not even just being involved. I mean, to any extent, not just a hot war, but supplying them weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, none of that now, stuff. Now, I completely understand you don't want Russia on the border with your country, but go to, utilize diplomacy. You're going to have to anyway at the end yep. of the day. Yep. So, utilize diplomacy, whether that's making it a neutral country, if it's splitting it into whatever.
1: Yeah, there's going to still be that border there. It's still just kind of... The way that the world is and dude i was the other reason i brought this up is because um i'm last friday sargon of akkad who was on um the critical drinkers
3: uh podcast uh, or his stream. uh, stream
1: yeah and dude legitimately in the like you know this is so this stream is generally them like talking about movies or tv or just like you know it's it's pretty lighthearted, which is great because everything can't be the worst and obviously a lot of this stuff with ukraine had just started popping off i think that day Um, yeah it did and um dude he came in and literally just started like going on about stuff and then he's like i don't understand why the americans just don't go over there and just like start uh taking out russians like just uh you know going, asinine, man yeah and it's one of those things that it, dude and i the one thing that i'm thankful for and it, obviously it's it's a, a bit of a closed environment or whatever but the chat turned on him like crazy people were Good. like no war with russia no get this guy out of here he doesn't know what he's talking about i mean th- this is the thing that people got have got to remember when they're listening to people is like what's the intention behind the person that they're listening to and why would they say something like that yep I don't care who it is. I don't care how well you get along with that person or how much you agree with them, especially when, man, when it comes to sort of like the potential uh, death or deaths of hundreds of thousands to millions of people.
3: No, no, no. You mean the murder of hundreds of thousands to Fair millions enough. of people Fair with enough. what he was saying. Yeah. You know? uh, I want to be specific with that. He's called. He was calling for murder, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because and and let's be clear, even if he tried to say like, oh, no, I mean, just like combatants, it's like, that's not how war works.
3: Nope, it's not. not What aggressive action has Russia taken against us? Exactly.
1: And that's that's the thing is like you have and and for the most part, I think um, people kind of understand that I don't I I tend to agree with a lot of people that are like, I don't think um, the American people will stomach anything like that for a very long time. At least I hope so. I really hope that's true. Um, because I I, I couldn't believe the number of people that right after everything that's been the, like, we just got out of Afghanistan, like not that long I'm telling
3: you, man, you hit the nail on the head when you said a year ago, right? I remember this wasn't even on the podcast when you said it, you have said it on the podcast, but we were talking personal when you said the left has become the new moral majority Uh and it's like whatever way their party goes or the mainstream media is the exact way they go yeah and it's just it's asinite and how they i I was looking at things on twitter this past week you know what's trending and stuff and just calling you know different people hitler or nazis or calling these people traitors you know in the republican party who just disagree with them apologists yeah (laughs) yeah putin apologists because just because they don't buy the the narrative whether if they're Republican or not, it's just it's just funny, and it reminds me of this children's book I read when I was a kid, and it said, A Child's Guide to Online Political Discussion, and it said, and the title is, Everyone I Don't Like is Hitler, and that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, but no, so anyway, I came across this thread, and I was kind of thinking that everything with this Ukraine and Russia, and this is the last thing we can talk about, just seems a little bit off. And what I mean by that is not that there Russia hasn't done strikes and that Ukrainian people haven't suffered, but I, I think this guy made a good points. So There's another thread, too, that said that see, this seems more like special operations than it does in uh, an actual war, just given how Putin has handled it. Uh-huh. But... Uh, it, Anyway, this thread says, does this uh, whole Ukraine narrative seem a bit off? I don't know exactly what, but the outliers are adding up. Russia has so far committed the B team with very little artillery or air. They are also, uh, they're also out of guided ammunitions, according to the media. Well, uh, they have plenty of dumb ones and historically aren't shy about using them. Russian prisoner of wars uh, that look like they are 12 years old. 70s era Soviet doctrine after AFG, Chechnya, uh, 1 and 2, and Georgia as practice from a nation of chess players. Then the stories of the ghosts of Kiev, the sunflower seed lady, the 13, the battle of Chernobyl, if I'm pronouncing that right. Chernobyl. Eh, Chernobyl, okay. And uh, I guess he just abbreviated it then. Uh Oh. uh, meanwhile, our own State Department sanctions Russia and Putin personally, but not the gas or oil, which you know we' still yeah, like, this past month we got 12 million barrels, close to 13 million barrels of oil. And the past year, we've you know done anywhere from 12 to 24 million barrels of oil. Anyway, says by design the sanctions do not affect gas flow as well as it doesn't affect. US oil imports from Russia the ukrainian president is out fighting in the streets i don't know exactly what or why but this affair is starting to feel scripted yeah now that it's now that on its face is crazy but what if what is the end game am i losing my mind here anyone else feeling something off deeply off about this whole affair and i had been over the weekend too and you know kind of when when the day after everything started it just seemed everything just seemed strange because again, if you really, you know, wanted to hit Russia, you know, these these some of the sanctions they have, like SWIFT, that is more severe. But cutting off oil and gas, that would be the main way you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that would be so, a hu- that'd be a huge problem for them. But of course, they're not going to do that. No. There, and that's the thing is like we lost our major pipeline here, right? Hmm. and so we have to be able to get it from somewhere
3: and they said that we can't uh what was it his administration said that something to the extent of don't quote me exactly that you know we can't afford to take those measures right uh-huh. and it's like well if you had the keystone pipeline if you had pretty much gr- grew upon everything trump did then we wouldn't be in this situation here's the thing I just think, as a person, which I mean, I know the you know the parties don't play this way, uh, but it's like you know, call a spade a spade. If Trump, Obama, Biden, or whoever did something good, call it good and right, and build upon that, right, right. But you know, it's, it's all obvious, ab- yeah. about egos.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's, it seems almost more obvious now. Yeah, let me. Sorry, go, let me interrupt go you and say
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to, I want to finish my thought on the egos thing. So I just remembered where I was going to end it with is that it's all about egos because, especially with Biden, because Biden, when he came into office, he signed an exec, executive order reversing the, a Trump executive order, which lowered the cost of insulin. Right. That way he could then use it as ammunition against Republicans. Right. And so – and try to lead to for his party to lower the insulin costs. Right. Yeah. And so again, that's where it comes back to. It's all about ego.
1: Yeah. These uh, None of these people care about any of the things that they actually tell their constituents they care about.
3: No, I was, try- I was telling someone this past week, uh, last week, actually someone at work have just happens to be a Democrat asked me who I thought, um, the best president was. And I said, Well, of my lifetime, which isn't saying much, it's Trump. That's not and of course, you know, this person says, Oh, I didn't know you were a Trumper. And I was like, I didn't yeah, say exa- I was a Trumper. Exactly. Bro,
1: okay. <laughs> I was like, I, what finish, are you talking yeah, about? Listen, I, I let me say this because you're you just like legitimately triggered something in me. If you're Trigger warning. if you're listening to this, stop assuming things about people based on an answer that they give you. Because there is always nuance to these things, right? And people take your words, right? Not for what you're saying, but they turn it and they twist it into something to be able to use against you. Yep, it's all about attacking you. And it's one of those things that's like, this drives me crazy because it's so dishonest. It is absolutely dishonest. Take the words that someone is saying, listen to them, and ask questions after that, right? You you say, well, uh, you know, who was the the best president of our lifetime? Well, I think it was this. Well, why? Why is is let's just say Trump better than the other person? Rather than being like, oh, I didn't know that you were a trumper. It's like, man, that makes me want to end conversations <laughs> with people right there. Yep. And be like, That's all right, what we're, I did we're, with done, that we're done. Too. We're done. Have a nice day. Uh, you can take your dishonesty and go somewhere else with that. Um, because yep. I, man, it, I see that so so much where people it happens man, a lot they're they're just assuming things about you and, and placing a narrative on you based on an answer or something like that right this is the same thing when you have people like listen no war with russia well i didn't know you were a putin apologist it's like that's what you got out of that
3: or when you post a video uh talking about lord of the rings fans <laughs> going to <laughs> war with amazon and someone comments bro bad t- yeah, uh poor timing Poor time today, of words. dude. Yeah. Poor choice of words. Like, come on. Man, it, it, and, and the best it, thing about this dude, too, is beforehand, you know what he had said? Huh. Is that the Democratic Party was a party of the working class.
1: Oh, that's bullcrap. It's absolute <laughs> bullcrap.
3: It, 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 oh, man. Okay. i like, Mitch McConnell is more for the working class than the Democratic Party is right
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's
3: not saying that Mitch McConnell's for the working class. No. That's just saying.
1: No. None of them are. None, yeah. of, none of them are at all. It's a, it's a complete lie, it's a farce. Yes, um, it is. And the sooner that people start understanding, and because I, I don't I'm I'm really getting tired of people telling people to wake up. It's it just it irritates me all the time when I I read or hear people say it. So the sooner people begin to realize that the federal government is literally just the mob, the sooner things will change.
3: And it's, that's the perfect place to end it. Yes. The federal government is the mob. Yes. And they took $1,200, 40% <laughs> worth of my bonus, and they can kiss it.
1: <laughs> yes, it, because it's not about getting the right, quote-unquote, the right people in there, because every time we get the, quote-unquote, right people in there, nothing ever changes, and most of those people end up just as corrupt or as, yep. uh un, or, or as I was going to say, unuseful, and that's not the correct
3: term. No, I know what you mean. You yeah. do have to utilize the current system in place to we do have this current system in place i can't think of another way to go about it other than trying to get people in who will uh will you change decentralize us from the federal government You change
1: things at the state level first um, yeah. and you put up a ton of fights with the federal yeah, I mean, government and that's that's how you begin to to get the change because state exactly. state state local stuff is a lot easier to um, deal with because you can you essentially live in in the same backyard as a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as easy to get into the Capitol as we learned. They don't even want right you exactly.
3: There. And I think at that state level, you know, Republicans should have taken an even harder stance. Even Ron DeSantis, too, like when it came to office yep. mandates that yep. any federal agent that. Uh, enforce these mandates we would arrest Mm -hmm. make a state law that say if you do this it violates our state law and we will arrest you and then arrest them yep and you you know know what
1: i mean listen when when um the biggest thing especially concerning kind of conflict and wars is as soon as and and this is going to be tough for a lot of people i think that but as soon as a majority of protestants understand that uh what is going on with the current U.S. military is akin to a murder cult. Yep. Then things will begin to change. But David. Ha- huh? But what? Now we have <laughs> diversity. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I saw
1: this great. I saw this great meme of um, uh, uh, what's her face? The uh the the trans woman um. She's conservative. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, Blair White. Blair White, and she goes like. she posted this meme and it was a cartoon of, uh, like the military in, in like 1942. And it's a guy in his bunk looking at at a picture of his girl or whatever. And then it's the, and then, um, it said like 2022 and it was this picture of this like non-binary person in a picture of Blair white.
3: (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: I died, dude. I was like, that is, that's super clever. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, we, we can end it there. Um, and Joseph, do you have anything else that you wanted to say before we closed out?
3: No, just tune into the episode next week. We're going to get more, uh, we're going to get into more detail involving Ukraine and Russia, what led to this mm. and everything. And then hopefully, you know, by the time. You- we get to recording the podcast next week, there will be peace and none uh, none of this will be going on anymore. Yes.
1: Um, also, I guess we should mention just because uh, and, and we'll probably talk about it again next week. But it, it would seem that there some of the misinformation that was going around also involves Snake
3: Island and the ghost of Kiev. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 13 I mentioned. Oh, OK. Um, yep.
1: That's what I thought. But I just wanted to to make sure that was clear that it it would seem that
3: those people are alive they got they got captured from last I heard is so yeah. the story may still be true, minus that they were all killed. Right, they which is kind of
1: the captured. which is kind of the like crux of the the situation yeah. is that brave Ukrainian soldiers gunned down after telling the Russian military to f off.
3: Hey man, You're all like, I know is oh, okay. that the Ukrainian government was giving out what over ten thousand uh, assault rifles to their citizens, and I was like, I'm about to go to Ukraine and become a citizen.
1: <laughs> Sign me up for the corruption, sir. Yeah. righty. well, Joseph. We We got uh, the
3: title of the episode now. Sign us up for corruption, (laughs) (laughs) sir. (laughs) It's
1: a little long. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Um, Thank you all for listening to episode 72 of The Underground. We will be back on Thursday with our entertainment portion of the podcast. Um, don't forget to check out our direct me link for all of our information. Obviously, if you want to donate, if you want to uh, go support us on social media or on um, on YouTube, any of those other places, uh, of course, we would we would love that. And we will be back on Thursday. And until then, y'all take it easy. Holla.
4: Politics ruins everything.
1: Tell me what's worse than learning all that you
0: led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you war shack. Horsemen, men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, because you can find it, homes. it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blindness on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense, because your mind is gone. I can't save every person in and it's bringing the worst out the very earth.
2: It's being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got the hit back, I'm certain it's
0: my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. Uh. Hold up. Yay. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now, what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now, people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see seeing is communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your drive for subject. Your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're. Sad enough at a sad second that gets aggravated And now you pay it forward Let people make your blood boil Emotions firing like microwave foil Or the oil, they annoy you You add another's neck for the wrong reasons Election years now seeming like full-blown seasons Man, you let politics ruin Or rather control your whole life Man, you gonna be a miserable person Straight up And Unfortunately, that's where we're at People are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.